0: Ka-ching, ching bling, bling, bling. This episode of Monocycle is brought to you by the Newsette, a daily email newsletter that covers pop culture and fashion and Instagram recommendations and does this really cool thing at the bottom where they recommend a goal of the day. One, for example, was drink a calming tea before bed. Maybe today's will be listen to Monocycle. Sponsored by Newsette, where you stay in the know, on the go. You can subscribe to The Mini Magazine at thenewset.com. And you can hang out with ManRepeller at you know where. Thanks. Hi, and welcome back to Monocycle. I'm not here alone today. I got Amelia to my right and Haley to my left, and we are going to tell you about the way that a story is born at Man Repeller.
1: So where should we start, guys? I think um, I think stories
2: are born at Man Repeller, outside of Man Repeller. So I think, you know, we're going about our daily lives, we're at dinner tables, we're walking down the street, um, the number one thing that people ask me about this job is how do you think of ideas every day and it's I think it's just being hyper aware of your daily life and taking notes of everything that gives you two seconds of a pause I think it starts with those little interesting hey that was funny um where if you're not tasked with writing constantly you might just file away in the back of your brain
1: I think that's where it starts it's so interesting because before I was at Manor Peller um I would think about a lot of stuff and talk about it with my friends, and sometimes I would write about it, other times I wouldn't. And when I came to Manor Pillar and I was tasked with thinking of ideas and thinking of stories, at first I was really paralyzed, and I was like, oh my god, what do I write about? And it took me a moment to realize that all I had to do to pitch was think about what I had been thinking about, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. They'd be like, wait, what, what were we talking about? at the bar last night or, like, what was I on the phone with someone about as if I talked to people on the phone but um, or go to bars. <laughs> <laughs> but um, it's really – it's as easy as thinking over what you notice and what you've been turning over in your head.
0: See, this think- is the other way, by the way, that, that ideas are born, is we just talk and then ideas come out of our conversations and then they're assigned. So I guess step zero is just living.
1: All the time Exist. I'm talking – with a friend, and we'll pause and be like, that would make a good story. Yeah. yeah. It that's just like, happens all the time.
2: That's like our joke. Is that a story? Yeah. <laughs> Do you have like a running
0: note on your phone?
1: Yeah.
2: have yeah, multiple? Yeah. It's terrifying.
0: So if something happened over the weekend or over the course of the previous four days, we'll pitch those. We'll say, this is super timely. It needs to go up today. Not necessarily contingent on SEO or traffic or any of that, but... I have a strong opinion about this that needs to be voiced today because it's directly contingent on this timely piece of news and if it doesn't go up this week it will not make sense anymore. So that's like the, the general basis of what happens in those timely pitch meetings. Just before we began recording this episode we were talking about better systematizing or putting processes in place for our larger editorial meetings which happen once monthly and those are called our monthly dumps. So contrary to popular opinion, the entire team does not sit in a circle pooping. (laughs) What we actually do is sit in a circle talking about our ideas. So every member of the team, from the interns to the director of sales, comes around. We sit in a circle. What will happen prior to the meeting is Yvonne, who works on our audience development team, will send us the top 10 stories from the previous year, same month, so we could get a sense of what performed then. And then also a list of the top hits from the month that we're currently in. So it's July right now. She'll send us a list of the 10 stories that are performing best this month. And then we see all the stories in front of us and then we start
2: to figure out logistics. Some stories you may not know take about
0: 10 minutes to write. We were just having this conversation. Yep. Haley had a story go up last week and it was called Six Things I Wish I Knew When I Started Working. And Haley, how long did it take you to write that? Probably 30 to 45 minutes. It's been our highest traffic post of the month and it's only been up for like 20 hours obviously some of them take more research um like the very in-depth you know
2: deeply journalistic endeavors like say the one about um leg abs you know require multiple interviews and you know they require working with the art team to make sure they know what the hell i'm talking about so they can create a visual that communicates that they require getting all your quotes in line fact checking um a lot goes into a seemingly stupid funny article so that has to be taken into consideration um and then you know the posts that involve we talk to 10 different people about what success
0: means that means finding the people photographing the people Perfect example, we have a story that went live on Thursday, July 12th, called 10 Things You Need in Your Pantry as Told by a Mother. And I literally needed to travel to Southampton to get an interview with a mother. Granted it was my own mother, but she wouldn't give me the interview over the phone. So I had to go there and I had to take her portrait and then I came back to the office with the interview and the portrait. The photo team vetoed the portrait. And so instead what we needed to do was photograph all 10 of the pantry items and then a whole photo studio was set up and then each item was individually photographed and then they were photographed together in a group shot you see you probably read it and we're like this is great this is so easy did these photos from fall from the sky they didn't fall from the sky they fell from 181 Mott Street
1: (laughs) you know what I mean yeah you know totally so step
2: three is then the visual meeting this is now happening technically for them two weeks ahead of the story going live Mm -hmm. They look at the story and they figure out what is gonna work for visuals, what they propose. Then we have a visual pitch meeting. Emily or Krista will need copy in for certain visuals or bullet points. So we make sure that everyone knows what they need and when it's needed by.
0: Emily runs our graphics and Krista takes our photos.
2: And then, yeah, and then, and then, if it's a fashion post, if we're not going to use the clothes from our own closet, we also have to then figure out step optional four, which is calling in items, which can be anything from pool floats to black tie Oscar de la Renta shoes. Yeah, and then there's a little veer off that happens. That's when the two teams really separate, um, and visuals is working on their own individual timeline, while the editorial team begins. Writing their story, and so from there, I think we can begin the concrete step five, which is finger
1: to keypad to blank page. Done, done,
0: done. <laughs> and
1: there are any number of steps that go into writing. It could be researching, panicking, interviewing, crying, mm-hmm. typing. Typing Typing a lot, typing so much crap that you think you're gonna use and then deleting half your page Elizabeth our managing editor sometimes pops into our drafts and watches our process and sees how messy our stories look before they look presentable yeah ghost pictures yeah. so the so that so that main step is, is it's the so l- nerve-wracking it's, it's so, so scary
2: ner- r- <laughs> when you know someone else can see your story that's why I write in pages sometimes
1: oh really mm-hmm. I usually have notes that are under like five dashes that I never want anyone to look at I do that too. so
2: okay so where were we in that step so right, we, we writing we writing writing oh yeah
1: so we this is we, step five we were writing always writing um sometimes we slack each other know, if though. we're stuck and we'll kind of talk through an idea.
2: This happens when you're writing and it's really bad. Your own shorthand can get really confusing. Like I'll put in a ton of notes the night before, then you go to bed and wake up in the morning like, oh yeah, I left myself all these notes, this is gonna be a breeze. And then you're like, what does frog pimple mean? And you just have to sit there and and... try and figure it out.
1: Recaps, I discovered, I did Game of Thrones recaps. You have to write them after the show
2: immediately following
1: yeah because i cannot decode my notes
2: the level of intelligence needed to write a game of thrones recap differs greatly from the one that requires a bachelorette
1: recap beg to differ (laughs) mostly i was just comparing their outfits to anthropology curtains so.
2: so okay so we write the post um and so I think what's interesting about the web is that for the most part, your your first draft is kind of your final draft. There's not many revisions that happen when you're on staff at Manor Pillar. Like, you write your story
1: feeling good that... It's
0: going to be published as your story. Yeah. Or um, it's not going to be published at all. Yeah. That
1: surprised me when I joined Manor Pillar. Like, I, I would submit it thinking we were going to have a big, huge back and forth about like, well, maybe your beginning should be the end and like stuff like that. And there was just none. Pretty much. I mean, lots I, of creative. That's good. It was like lots of creative freedom to
2: I mean, me. That happens sometimes. I think it happens rarely with the staff on the team um, just by nature of maybe us being able to predict like what works and what doesn't. And I think there's sort of a general template that flows. Um, and because it's internal, it's just, like, you know... I think, like, there will be chats. It's less formal. It's
0: mm-hmm. less formal, for sure. Yeah, the process is definitely a bit more intense when we're dealing with freelancers. There's a lot more back and forth. The editing process is, like, three rounds long, at least with the stories that I'm editing. Yeah. I think the fact that the writing that is written by the staff writers, which goes up in almost its first draft form, is kind of telling about the quality of writers who I choose for Man Repeller, where like, so it might not actually be about syntax or grammar all the time, but it is definitely about getting the right point across. Feeling the feelings all the time. So step five is story getting written. Step six is what happens in Trello. Trello is our content organization software. So what happens is when stories are on the board, so when the ideas are made, they're put in Trello in a card called In Progress. And so that means that these stories are assigned and they're going to be going up. Once they're moved out of In Progress, they're moved into a bucket called The Writers. The writers include myself, Amelia, Haley, our contributors, and that's when stories need to be written.
2: So we have have recently established a 72 hour rule which this might this can get confusing but i think i can do it in one fell swoop it means that by the end of day monday the stories you read on thursday are done by the end of tuesday you're reading friday and then so on so it's 72 hours ahead the point of that is so that we have room for adjustments such as last minute edits last minute photo editions GIFs, general rearranging because sometimes a story gets added in last minute and you need to know that a story getting added in last minute that's timely still means that the story on Thursday will get complete. So that's the reason for the 72 hour rule. But what I think is funny to talk about is the fact that we didn't always have that. In fact...
0: Before Christmas, we were on forty-eight hours. When I started, Leandra, Leandra and I just come in in the morning and we'll talk about ideas and put them up when we put them up. Yeah, uh, was what was so that fun. like? It was fun. I mean, the entire team was just me
2: and Amelia and Charlotte. I'm thinking like when we were in our second office, we we had like a schedule. Yeah, like we had like a nine o'clock and a whatever it was, a 1 o'clock and a 3 o'clock, I think was the old schedule, and then a 4. 9, 11, 1, 3. Yeah, Um, and then sometimes we had a 5. But, like, so we would be writing day of, for the most part, like, up until the hour.
0: Yeah, Um, up until the minute sometimes. And
2: what that definitely does is remind you that, A, you can do it, Mm -hmm. and that, B, it teaches you to be, just to, like, finish your story.
0: Um, but it also, I think... And that C, when you have no real editorial experience but endeavor to launch an editorial site, you're going to make some really silly mistakes.
2: Yeah, but no, but news sites still operate that way. I mean, right, for sure. But what we've decided is that we're not really totally a
1: news site, right? No, we're like, not. We're a creative journal. Yeah. We're not trying to break news. No. We're trying to, like... But an interesting, thoughtful perspective. We're
0: trying to make news.
1: Well, so I think that's
0: sort of interesting to talk about then. So after the photos are put in, they've been signed off on, and the story is in solid enough form to reach the bucket of final edit. It's hyperlinked with recirculation links from previous stories and from other stories. It is optimized in terms of shopping links, so if there are any items on the page that you might want to buy, you don't have to actually leave the page to find those things, we'll redirect you to the page. And then it's optimized for SEO using this cool plugin we have called Yoast.
2: And SEO means search engine opti- optimization. So that if you Google right now, um, I'm trying to think of like a really good one that will definitely come up for Man Repeller. But if you probably if you just like Googled like late, Google
0: monocycle
2: and see what happens. Yeah. Maybe. If if it pops up, then we have good SEO on that story. And if it doesn't, then or on that series, then single wheel bicycles honestly have just been. You know dominating internet culture <laughs> for longer than we realized and then it's scheduled.
1: There are also lots of little details that sometimes we forget like you need a subtitle and
2: yep I get a nice email at the end of every day from Elizabeth Hamkin telling me to add in subtitles and decks and those are the things that can help lure you into a story that you might otherwise be like well that sounds terrible. Um, I do want to get back to those little details, but just while we have time, I want to go back and talk about what happens, like, what happens editorially with the non-pitched stories. So, like, when we do come in on a Wednesday and someone's dropped a really crazy album or there's, like, something that we can't ignore that we have to talk about and like, the writing process and how we, like, decide are we going to cover it, why, and what's the angle. Is that, like, a whole different story?
0: Well, I think you just did it. Yeah. Because the reason we have the deadlines in place is so that if and when Beyonce drops a surprise album on us, we can stop dropping right. You know what I mean? And oftentimes what will happen is we'll convene in a Slack chat room and talk about how we're going to address the music video or whatever the piece of art is. And if we determine that we don't have a uniquely man-repeller spin to take, if we can't apply our voice to whatever the thing is, we typically veto it. because you know, and I say this all the time, and I'm going to say it again, and I don't think I'm ever going to stop saying it, is there's so much content on the internet. And so we're not in the business of contributing to that. We just want to make sure that we're putting out the best kind of stuff. And if we're not doing it as frequently as everyone else, that's totally fine. Okay, so after a story's been scheduled, it often goes straight to publish. Not straight to publish, but a few days later, it's published.
2: Right, so it sits in this little, like like the fun kind of purgatory where it's sitting in its scheduling form and we can go in on the back end and we can see what's in the quote-unquote pipeline for the next three days. So it's scheduled, it sits there, it lingers. In an ideal world, it doesn't have to be touched until it goes live and then it hits Man Repeller and that's when the social team goes into action.
0: Yeah, that's when those girls start baking those stories into tweets and Facebook posts, and then oftentimes what we'll do is we'll take a story and say, hey, this could really be applied to a Facebook Live video. Example, I was shot for and wrote a story about wearing button-down shirts multiple different ways, and one of the ways was as a one-shoulder shirt, and we figured, hey, this will make a cool Facebook Live video, so we turned it into a Facebook Live video, And thus, a production team was born. Yeah. I mean,
1: typically have two stories at nine, two at 11, two at (laughs) one. I never noticed that schedule when I was a reader. You didn't? Mm Mm-mm, never. It's funny that we think about it so much.
0: We publish about six stories a day. We have two go up at 9 AM, two go up at 11 AM, and two go up at 1 PM. The reason we don't separate these stories and have them go up for six hours consecutively and chronologically is because we want to make sure that there's something for everyone, right? So if you're not necessarily interested in reading your horoscopes at 9 AM, that's totally fine, because you can also read a style how-to on putting scarves in your hair. Or something. Namin?
1: Right. I mean you should still read horoscopes so. though. Yeah, on a Saturday night, as yeah. mentioned.
0: With two to five drinks in tow.
1: <laughs> you should read all of hands all over two to five drinks in tow. <laughs> so do you think that's it? Yeah, I think that and then I think that a story gets published. It's like a little bigger. And then story. A, and then
0: a story is born. And, and th-
1: sometimes we have to fix typos after they go live.
0: Yeah. yeah, if we're being really honest, that does happen because our, because our editorial team is pretty small. I'm not trying to place the blame on anyone but myself. Actually, I'm not trying to blame anything or anyone, but we have a small editorial team and our hawkish eyes sometimes don't catch things because they get a little tired. Yeah. I mean, course. three people for six stories a day, man, you know?
2: Especially if you're long-winded. But so then, you know what happens to the stories once they're live? You guys turn them into stories of That's the
0: imperative step seven. Yeah. Is you guys turn them into your own stories. And then oftentimes you outshine us because the commenting feed is so much more compelling than the actual story. But I think I speak for all three of us. Actually, all 11 of us at Man Repeller when I say that's the most rewarding part of this job.
1: Amen. It is. Makes my day. Yeah. Yeah. When you guys say nice things.
0: I mean, also when you say not-so-nice things, constructive criticism is great. I love feedback loops. I want to be in a feedback hula-hoop with you. I'm going to turn that into a Facebook Live video. You'll see. And, and with that, the story was born. <laughs> and thus, the story was born. And with that, I bid you adieu. Okay, bye.